0: Jared, who are we talking with?
1: Ryan Booth. (laughs) Was that a good lead up? Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is Good. Well, we're back. And this week it's you and me together
0: We're back again We spent a few weeks apart Because we were both doing stuff I missed you man And we're back stronger than ever With our good friend
1: Ryan Booth What are we talking about Jared? Um, yeah a lot of stuff this We're talking re-
0: basically about something that you made that you hated That is not true <laughs> Something that you made that was horrible Nope
1: also not true Something that you made that was sort of almost a failure it had the potential to definitely be a failure. So me and Ryan, basically, we were just reminiscing about um, working on a music video called Brother for Need to Breathe and kind of the process from pre-production to production to post and what that looks like. So, yeah, just some war stories of making stuff. Yeah. So here's the conversation. Ryan, it's good to have you back, buddy.
2: Thank you for having me back.
1: Um, did you think we were ever going to invite you back?
2: I didn't. Uh, not not after your recent guest list. I thought there was a, uh, you know, it's always funny. Podcasts start out, and it's like people they know, and then all of a sudden they get some good traction with some good guests, and then it's like um, uh, every, they're long gone at that point. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were at the long gone phase after no, your last dude, few. never.
0: Ryan, you'll always be our favorite successful <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> so what we haven't done in this podcast is talk about a very specific walkthrough of a series of events about one specific project. So I want you guys to walk me through the conversation that started uh, their journey that would become the Need to Breathe
1: music video called Brother. Okay. Well, I don't remember, Ryan, talking to you about this.
2: I don't remember talking to you about it either. Other, I definitely got a treatment from you.
0: We're already um, on. We're already off to a great start.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I, I think it was just assumed, and then Ryan showed up from whatever.
2: Well, we well we had just done Burning Bush like a month or two earlier, so yeah. it was like we kind of had a working. And, th- and this happens a lot. I don't know. I mean, is uh, you kind of you get in a good rhythm with somebody, and then like there's usually a couple other projects that pop up around the same time, and then yeah. Uh, and then you'll kind of like do a few like when I w- work with directors, usually it's like two or three projects in a row more or less. Yeah. Um, just and There's
1: literally no reason Mm-mm. we haven't worked together since, but uh, for some, we just popped two off really quickly together. Yeah. And the first one was uh, we did burning bush together. I was telling Christian when we were waiting for you to hop on, like that one's not even that interesting to talk about because I'm really proud of it. It turned out really kind of amazing and all the surprises that, kind of came about were like super positive (laughs) (laughs) like there wasn't a whole lot of like oh crap that didn't work and i don't know it was like all of the things that didn't work actually made the film way better
2: agreed no i i literally used that project two days ago um i'm up for a feature right now uh and uh and this uh, director wanted to see scenes like a character handheld natural light um, scenes with characters that play out for more than like a montage basically um, and so I literally cut together like six or eight scenes from stuff I'd shot over the last couple years and then sent them that entire uh, short film <laughs> I was like that's awesome yeah so no that, that project came out great and uh, still use it today for
1: when so wh- what I'm I, like the brother video is I think it's good right like it's it's good.
2: I uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's like a really good um, example of like project <laughs> can like that. There's three distinct phases to projects. Yeah. Pre-production, production, and post. And like, y- you know, one of the legs falls off and you still can like make a, yeah, a right. solid, solid piece.
0: Jared, funny story though, Before you, because you're talking about it's it's not your favorite or whatever. I got a text from my wife who you've never met. Never
1: met. Hi, Miranda. Yeah.
0: And she sent me a video and she was like, hey, I just watched this Need to Breathe video. And then I saw that Jared Hogan directed it. Isn't that your friend? <laughs> and I said, yeah, he directed that music video. And she was like, I love this music video.
1: There you go. Most people that comment on YouTube, which i have it's been a while since I've checked, but I used to check a lot, uh, Say how great the song is. If they mention the video, it's how much the video sucks or makes them, um, gives them a headache or makes them like queasy because of how quick and like flashy the edit is. <laughs> oh man, so that always makes me feel good. Yeah, there
2: was, there was one I did a, a need to breathe thing while we're on it, uh, like a little performance video for them, and like it was not, I mean, it was like no big deal, but uh, we they want we chose a location down by the water and it was like super large stones, like the the riverbed basically we yeah. were shooting in. And like I, you know, I mean I I'm like okay with handheld m- motion, but like this was it was absurd. Like how and and I like conceived it as a one take. I I start out way wide and then I walk my way into the band and whatever. And like it it was it was a little it was a little crazy. Um and like literally every comment on the video is like love the song. Uh I just puked on my keyboard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then like there's a couple of people who are like Like I'm a filmmaker. Call me next time for crying out loud! Like,
1: there's some of those for sure. I actually texted Bo a picture of um, someone's comment, and it was just so antagonizing.
2: It's unbelievable. (laughs) The YouTube comments, like,
1: is uh, yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I'm happy with it. It turned out. It turned out good, but there were. It's different than I had. Anticipated. Well, just don't get too far ahead of yourself. Just bring me
0: back to the beginning. Okay. How
1: did the job come to you? I did this video for John Mark McMillan, and um, I guess John Mark and those guys are buddies, and so um, they were actually like really excited to work together, and yeah. so it was a little bit like carte blanche. Like, what do you want to do? It was it was not as much like uh, submit a treatment. We've got other filmmakers like stacked right. up to do it. It was right. like we trust you. What do you want to do? And so I submitted a treatment. They had a couple of things like questions and we worked through it. Um, and it was like, cool. It's like, it's happening, you know? And so I brought Ryan on board and I, it's funny to think about now, but for some reason I thought it was a good idea to like totally change, um, like make that like a hard, like 90 degree turn from how I like usually approach music videos And, like, do something totally different. Different, obviously, is not bad. And, like, changing and evolving is a good thing. But I was, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to do this narrative about little boys. (laughs) Like, like brothers who uh, get in a fight. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay. So we were talking earlier, Christian. And I was like, yeah, when I have an idea, it's hard for me to, like, shake it off and go another direction. Right. That, this is a good example of where that falls short. So I'm not saying, again, like it f- was fine. The video turned out fine. Um, but like I couldn't forget it. That was like what was in my head. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I uh, meet you. I can't remember. Do we hang out the night before? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. We were setting up. No. Do we the set box. up the box? Okay. Yeah. So we set up the box like I guess two nights before we shot in it. And we knew that was coming like day two of production. So we were hanging out and I think we were going through some stuff. And, um, what was your kind of like, where were you at confidence wise going into day one of production? So day one was shooting with the boys to do like the narrative side. Day two was performance. So night prior to day one, what was kind of going through your mind?
2: No, I I mean, I felt pretty good. I think, um, you know, well, of course at, you did.
1: You're just shooting it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, as a DP, like if you, if if I get the sense that you know what you want, then like I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Because and I thought I did. That will be the rudder with which steers the entire ship. Like when we get into it, the next day, um, you know, like and and uh, if somebody doesn't know what we want, then then we got a problem. And so I feel like you know with you, with you it, there's generally no shortage of confidence <laughs> in terms of like knowing like we're going to be able to do it and so you know i'm i'm good to go if, if the director if i if i get the sensation that the director knows what they want then as a dp then uh, we're good
1: I, it was a very unique situation for me where it was like okay here's what i want here's what we're going to do i think this is going to be great and i was just wrong i was just, like flat out wrong like, we I was. We showed up to shoot on location, day one. And I think from the moment we were trying to set up the first shot, it was like we had this, like, knowing glance, like, to each other of, like, oh, no, this, like, this isn't working.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that – so what you – so the specific – thing is that you wanted everything to be very locked off and very like architecturally. Why? Why did I say that? I don't know but I'll tell you what it's not an uncommon thing to be told Um, I get these like I work with these directors who I'm like you guys see how I shoot right and then we get into it and then they're like I just want this to like we just want to hold the shot. It's because they just want to hang out with you Ryan. And whatever (laughs) like we want this to be like very specific and like intentional in our composition or whatever. And And I knew that
1: and I knew that and I knew how
2: you work. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but that language happens a lot uh, for some reason. Like a bunch of directors I've worked with have said that, and then it's not working, right? Because I'm like trying to hold the shot, and it's, yeah. everybody's going like, "Why are you holding the shot, dude? This isn't working." And I'm like, "I know it's not working, like, but you want you want like, uh, <laughs> but you like, told me." You told me that you wanted that, so I'm going to trust you that, like, if we find ten of these shots that, like, in your head, which is where the key to this video is, is somewhere the key that is going to unlock how these are going to work in the edit. But, like, you know, I, I don't we know. We didn't
1: the... find the key.
2: We didn't find the key. And what I, I will say, like, looking back on it... Um, uh, but it, great example on the revenant documentary um, that I shot with Elliot. There was a, there was one of the trips which I still to this day think was a total bust. Um, One of the little legs of the trip, it was very similar. Like, I want this to be composed. This character in the film is where we, it's the turn of the second act, and it feels like everything starts settling, and so the camera needs to be very settled. It can't be, like, searching around and whatever. And, um, And we got into it, and, man, like, that's not the vibe that the guy was giving us, you know, like, um, and things were changing or, or whatever. And, and, um, and it was one of the legs of the trip that just ended up being very different than how everybody anticipated. And, um, and I will say like there was a moment in which there was a specific scene that we were shooting and it was just like not working. Like I, I, I finally just was like, I literally made the sound. I was like, Argh, like that, and just was like, "I'm, I'm not going to shoot it like this anymore." Like, just give me a second, and like, and like went off and kind of shot very kinetically, ran around with him, yeah. like had him walk and move and spinning around and like crazy, just almost like a flushing the system, yeah. you know? And like, dude. Seventy-five percent of that stuff is in. That's crazy. Is in the final piece, not yeah. because Elliot was wrong and I was right. I was wrong and Elliot was right, or any of that. It was just because the like the reality, our idea, and the reality was like not meshing. Exactly. For some I mean, th- think and, about and, like. But I was, but for um, to bring that back to brother, what I would have done if you and I shot that video today is I would have said, "Dude, I'm throwing the sticks away." right? Like, let's get in there and we're going to, like this, I know this isn't working to the point that we're going to waste our day if I continue to shoot like this. So let's start reconfiguring the idea by me changing the way that we shoot this. You know, like that was, that is because in that moment with Elliot, for instance, if I had thrown off and run around and shot like that and it still wasn't working, then okay, no problem. You know what I mean? But like that's, I feel like as a DP, that's my job to you. When things aren't working, is to offer a solution instead of just like continuing to go. Okay, man, I guess if you want it like this, right. you know what I mean? Because that's not that's helpful. Not, that's right. like it's not helpful at all. And I feel and like – that's what we did. We, we just ran that. We just ran that thing into the ground. We just we, <laughs> we <laughs>
1: freaking we ditched the tripod. Yep. And even looking back, I'm like, how flawed was that conceptually? Just like you're following around. You use the word kinetic, like, yeah, you're following around, like, four or five adolescent boys. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was like, yeah, that's going to really feel <laughs> right to have that, like, locked Honestly, off. And it's just like, yeah. it's so stupid looking back at it. But I think I, I was so, um, I think uh, my priority was more, like, stylistic and visual and right. looking back, it just, it should never have trumped what felt right, you right. know? Yeah. So looking back, it was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? But yeah, we, we ditched the tripod and I think, uh, threw the camera on your shoulder and my shoulder a little bit
0: yep. and
1: it started to feel right. Um,
0: well, let me interject for a second because there is some locked off shots in the final piece, right. Of mm-hmm. the, of the two a boys. A couple. So like.
2: There's a couple,
0: yeah. There's like, but maybe I'm wrong, but they feel like the most, like, memorable moments. Well,
1: I'll tell you why because there is a lot of energy in those shots. So, like, think about sure, No, you're think right. Think about like when the kid and the edit's great. The the edit that you that you did with those locked off shots was perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of locked off shots of the performance, um, right? But again, like to Ryan's point, like we're talking about this, um, like. I don't know. There's this tension of like these two forces, you know, each brother kind of like, um, I don't know, like rubbing against it's, it's just like this tension that we're trying to, to create. And there's a lot of like, um, kind of like pent up energy in it. And I think like, uh, the, the static shots that tend to work. And I think, um, ended up being in the edit. Yeah. were things that had like a lot of energy within the frame, so, like, even if it's that kid, like, punching that, um I forget, I don't even know what you would call that thing, uh that, like, um kind of, like, plastic, plastic barrier thing, there's, like, there's angst, like, in the shot. You know what I mean? And I think that's what that wasn't yeah. working is when we were trying to make it something that the song and the, the video just, like, was never going to be, which was, like, I don't know, some, like, Steve McQueen ripoff. <laughs> so that's
0: a good way to put it yeah
1: and i think again that's where like the style was trumping what should have been the priority which was you know the song and like it it feeling right for the song and stuff so anyway we shoot day one and did the band ever kind of realize what was going on like dynamically no i don't think so are you just saying that i mean
2: Well, they weren't there day one, so no, definitely not. Yeah, they weren't. Nobody was there. Nobody was there day one from the label label or or band.
0: Okay, so you get there day two. Day two, I'm I'm like,
1: I'm like, um, it's just a different vibe completely. I I didn't come feeling bummed. I didn't come feeling like I had anything to hide. It was like we were going to make what we shot day one work. We got enough stuff that I felt confident we were going to make it work. It just was not what I expected to walk away with. And so show, we, we showed up day two, this was in studio, and we had this, like, probably, like, the the smartest conceit that we had on the video, which was this box. And basically, do you guys have brothers? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the idea of, like, you're going to coexist in this confined space, you know? And, like, what does that look like physically? Um, as you're performing the song, it it just kind of worked conceptually. So I was most excited about that. And then, you know, I've worked with several artists and like different like communicators and stuff. And so there is this thing that happens where um, when they like turn it on, usually in front of a camera, and usually I'm behind a camera, and like you know you'll, you'll shake their hand before and like meet them and they're like really nice or whatever, but there's something that happens when like they're on and the light turns red, you know, and they just like transform. And that is totally the story of, of day two, um, like production where it was just like, they just saved me (laughs) because if we'd been stuck with day one footage and didn't, and they didn't like deliver like they did, we would have been, well, Ryan would have been fine. He would have gone off fine. to his next project. <laughs> I would have been dead. So I don't know. I don't what were your uh, memories of that, Ryan? Like they do.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I think um I think that's a great like a great it was a great example of like um you know, it's why they say like uh, half of directing is casting, right? You know? yeah. <laughs> It's like it's the performer, the performer does, like, when they kind of bring their best to the day, then it's like, whoa, this is this is pretty amazing. But I, I do remember feeling, like, um, quite inspired by their performance. And then that allowed us to, I think, um, have the freedom to, like, come up with some ideas on how we could, right. like, uh, best capture that. And I do think you know?
1: that... Um it's funny. Both approaches really worked with the, with the performance stuff, because I think mm-hmm. uh, letting the camera objectively sit back and observe mm-hmm. the, the brothers like within that space was yeah. really successful. And then I also think letting you like run free and like yep. more or less kind of like be in that like and and search and find stuff. Something about like the juxtaposition of those two things, just like it popped and I knew it. Like when I, when I was in the edit, that was like the one thing that I was like, this is good.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Was,
0: was that decision to like do the handheld stuff Ryan because you were frustrated or like you felt like it wasn't working?
2: Uh, no, no, no. I, I think, um, I think we, we On day one uh, or day two? What are you referring to?
0: Day two. So like you you do the locked off stuff, the performance and then like
2: And then I asked for like can I get in there and mess around you know, like and I think it but I mean I think it felt pretty mutual. There yeah. was such energy between the two of them that it was like, let me get in there. You know, we've definitely got like this kind of in a locked off fashion now. Let's like jump in there and see what yeah. happens. And the band the band like the two the you know the brothers were like down to continue going for it yeah. you know what i mean like that was part of it too is that i think we kind of were assuming that they would run out of steam at some point point. Yeah. so i think we were shooting in the order of stuff we know we needed and right then, and then it kind of turned into they're still down to keep going let's like, just keep going we've definitely got it let's just go you know like i'll get in there and shoot super wide and get super close and run around and you know like very um kind of responsive, uh, get in there type of stuff. I actually almost like knocked my first AC unconscious um, <laughs> what? because I was like running. It was so I was aggressive. Like, I was super aggressive <laughs> and I was like running into the box as it was like, as they were moving around. And then I would just turn around and like back up really fast. And then I'd Dude, so, and I and, wish I had I like, like
1: playback of not like what you
2: captured, but like us. Yes. I had a. Uh, <laughs> are
1: you talking about Jordy
0: or
2: Cody? Jordy, I just okay. destroyed. I just like at one point I was going in, and then I just decided to go directly back the way I came, and I just like put the battery plate of the of the Alexa like straight in his sternum, <laughs> and he just, I just heard him. I heard him over the that go. <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because you were running around like crazy, and Jordy was like oh, yeah. wrangling chords. Because I think you were tethered at that point. We were tethered, um, yeah. And I had like a, uh, what do you call, uh, like a megaphone. And <laughs> so I was like directing them, you know, like really loudly yeah, yeah. over the playback. And like they were so energetic that like I was kind of like responding to their energy. So I was like jumping around like when there was like a big moment, or if like I wanted them to like do a certain thing, I would like do it. You know, like, yep. behind you. And so it was just, I wish I could see that, because it was, like, crazy energy, like, in that room. And then we finished, and everybody would just be like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> oh, no, no. But it was awesome. that day, like, saved everything. Oh, it yeah. did. Totally. It did. And and label reps were there, and their manager was there. Actually, I don't know if their manager was there. Um, and everybody Somebody was super was, happy, you know, like, sitting behind the monitor, and just like, oh, this is great. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember even uh pulling them aside during lunch or something and being like hey uh, bear and Bo, like um you guys this has been amazing i um just kind of like maybe even calling their bluff a little bit kind of being like ah yeah we should just do like the whole thing should be a performance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're like oh yeah thanks that's cool um no nah, i mean i love the treatment that you gave us so let's yeah, yeah. like, stick with that. i re-
2: I remember me and Jordy looking at each other, going like, "Wow, all right." <laughs> at me? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have told him that right now. That seems like a perfect thing to do in the edit. But uh, okay, okay. No, uh, cool. I was
1: like, "There's energy and like <laughs> momentum, and they're like feeling it." And I was like, "Well, you know, like this maybe this is a perfect time."
2: <laughs> yeah, do
0: you say that to them because you
1: felt I was like planting very a seed? I was planting a seed yeah, yeah. of like this is this is now taking okay. the the yeah. driver's seat for this video.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but is that because you felt not confident enough in your other material yeah 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 for
1: sure
2: <laughs> yeah i mean the the this the uh drama the the kind of dynamic range between the two days was like striking yeah i think everybody the day before was like yeah like some got some cool stuff and like there's a couple cool moments uh yeah sure and then the next day everybody was like this is awesome right
1: <laughs> right <laughs> and it proved to be yeah. that way i mean
2: Yeah, yeah. So I put together –
1: I mean, I was putting – so Ryan, you know, did his thing and meandered off to something else that was better. Um, And (laughs) I sat down with uh, a crappy day one and a really great day two, and I was like, how do I put these together? And so, yeah. So I edited the piece, and I found myself um, totally at a loss. Yeah. Being like, this, I I am – Dead. I, I don't know how to make this thing good. Like I just bang my head up against the wall. Editing and editing and editing and trying to kind of follow the treatment and um I kind of found myself in this place where I was like, To make this thing work I I just have to like maybe not like start over, you know, like abandon everything that I've done, but at least for this second I need to like open a new sequence. And do like whatever, like something totally different than the way I'm approaching it right now. And um, yeah, I just started to like uh, cut really fast and only splice in stuff from day one, um, almost like subliminally, you Mm -hmm. know, um, as like reflections of like the actual brother's. And um, not like some metaphor that was driving the video, but as, as, yeah, this kind of like visual like reflection. Um, And it just kind of started to work when I let like the performance take the lead. Um, Now, what I'm not sure about is, uh, you know, from client to client or band to band or label to label, like how much freedom they give you to do something like that. Um, I'm Mm. sure they want a good video at the end of the day, but I like, I think what I gave them is similar enough to the treatment, but it is definitely a reincarnation (laughs) an an evolved version of what I pitched to them to begin with.
2: Well, I would say, you know, most likely, I mean, you, at the end of the day, you aired on showing more of the band. So I think if you had, if you had inverted that, if it had been like, this is going to be, you know, like, mostly band performance and a little bit of the kids. And then you're like, the kids were incredible. And we're going to like show mostly right. the kids and you'll be in there like once or twice. Yeah. That would have uh, gone over as been, well. It probably been a slightly different conversation, but.
1: And so but, uh, I, I deliver the edit and they have small changes and it was like super smooth. Like everything was like, cool. We love it. Very little feedback. And so the thing is just kind of sitting on a shelf waiting for like, you know, whatever, like they had, they had a date for like when marketing wanted to like release it. And then like how it was going to work in conjunction with the album release and all that. And so, um, then I get a phone call, uh, probably about three months after we shot and they wanted to add a feature, um, to the song. And it was Gavin DeGraw who I'd, kind of heard of, um, when I was in like seventh grade, like driving with my sister to school, um, like that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And so anyway, Gavin DeGraw ended up coming to our little studio in North Carolina, (laughs) which is just funny to think about. Um, and we shot with him and he was fine. He was, he was, um, what you would expect, I would imagine.
0: Well tell, tell
1: me about the conversation
0: or at least the, maybe the conversation you had in your with yourself after they asked
1: you Well to I was the video. not happy because Why? I had put all this work in and we were seriously like a mouse click away from just like making this thing live and being done but instead of that it <laughs> it, it was let's bring this recording artist in you're going to shoot with him figure out a way to fit him in to this edit somehow. Um, and then after we did all that, it was like feedback after feedback of just like little things that as like an editor, it's kind of, and like director, it's kind of like, okay, like this is, this is whatever this isn't like, um, but I did it. And
2: I did, and I did not shoot that shoot that as well.
1: Yeah. I did not shoot that.
2: I was not able to come back out to shoot that. We
1: couldn't pay you to come back out. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys even shoot on the same cameras? Too? Yeah, got all. The oh, same, you did. Yeah, all the same stuff. Everything. Oh. Um, huh. And it was fine. You know, it was a fine experience. Um,
2: but. <laughs> Dude, I will say that probably is the closest experience that I've seen thus far in my like limited amount of commercial filmmaking that I've done. That like was the most commercial project I think I've been a part of prior to being involved in commercial?
1: It was really complicated. I had a really good producer who was like very um, well-versed when it comes to like contracts and paperwork and all that. Cause it was like, it was like a big label job, you know, it was mm-hmm. like yeah, sure. every, we had like workers comp and like production insurance and stuff where I'm like, Oh my God, like I've never <laughs> had to think about that before. Um right. But yeah, and it's funny because uh we did it and that's the version that's on YouTube and that's it's got like almost 11 million views now, which is crazy. What? Um so it turned out to be really cool. Um it's funny uh because I released the version without Gavin in it and um as a director's cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and <laughs> I don't know if you Does guys do this. somebody you not to do it? Well, I don't know if you guys do this, but like when I like will like put something up on, on Vimeo, I'll like go through and look to see who's like linked it, you know, or who's like put it on their page or whatever. Right. Interesting okay. to Look at that. And so I, um, somehow like through this crazy, like matrix of links ended up, um, <laughs> we might even have to put it in the, in this episode. Cause it's just this awesome. Um, it's like this podcast, I forget what it's called, but there was a podcast about music videos that like chose that as like their video of the week and talked about it. And, um, basically they go on to say, from what I could tell, it's like this little white dude and like two black dudes talking about music videos. (laughs) And, and this little white dude is like, uh, Jared Hogan is straight up a gangster. He doesn't give a crap. He just wants to make good art. And so when when he had to go back and like, you know, he's putting all this together, I guess, just from like contextual clues. And he's like, you know, they had to go back and shoot with with Gavin. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. This is, this is like, this is art. And this is the, the cut that I like. And he was like, man, that was just so like crazy how like in the face of like the label that was and like, he doesn't give a crap. And I just sat there like hearing this Like working late one night being like, oh, my God, I hope nobody thinks that's why I did that. (laughs) But it really was kind of a lesson in like people like piece those things together, you know, like decisions that you make where it's kind of like, oh, God, I did not mean I was not trying to send that kind of message. But it was so like clear to this guy that I was like, F you to the man. And I put up my like director's cut oh yeah and you like but you loved it you loved that feeling i a little bit <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah that's exactly why i did it
0: okay well set the story straight why did you upload that
1: i liked it more
0: not because it didn't have gavin DeGraw i
1: liked or... it more without gavin DeGraw. but it wasn't so it you, wasn't yeah. like f you gavin f you atlantic it wasn't any of that it was like oh i'm just gonna put like this little video on like my little vimeo page and that's the one i want people to see
0: my little Vimeo page where I have 5,000 followers of... Well, Vimeo it's Wakers different than and- YouTube
1: where it's got 11 million views. <laughs> sure. Anyway, <laughs> that's the ups and downs, the journey of the brother video.
2: It was a party.
1: It was a party. I guess we should oh. maybe work together again, Ryan. Christian, you and I are never going to work together. No, we're too much... Um, well, that's the. it's the sad like- it's The sad reality. Well, I guess, Ryan, right, right. I'm sorry, I probably hurt your feelings um, since you're much more director now than you were when we worked together. Um like uh it's it's a, a lonely yeah. life being a director, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I'll
0: never I'll never get to work with my friends. As much as like like I have D P friends, I have producer friends, I have like
1: I mean like I have friends Nobody is in inviting like, you to set. Nobody's inviting Nobody me to set. I wanna is, come
0: at, I wanna go look at cool stuff. And, yeah. right. like,
1: Nobody is like that. creating a project and they're like, come be a part of this with me.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: all you like you – our future is like putting our ideas on the line for people to judge whether or not they want to be involved with it or not. And then yep. the people that right. are involved with it, that's great. Then you make it, and then people decide whether or not they enjoyed it. <laughs> they enjoyed your entertainment.
2: Right. <laughs> right. No, that – that literally that fact right there is like one of the hardest things about like – um like moving towards directing more is yeah. is that like because with with you know dping especially dping with like uh basically like dping as a director mm-hmm. is that like i do get to like with the directors i work with i i have even more of a connection with them because i like i know what they're going through yeah you know what i mean and right. so like i feel like i am kind of like a uh even more of like a collaborator on set a lot of times when i'm when i'm dp'ing for other directors and i love that feeling like i love being able to bounce around and like help out these guys and like be a part of of that because i do know that it's like kind of lonely and as i think about that kind of uh you know kind of moving more and more into directing projects that does make me go like but wait a second (laughs) like i love being able to like collaborate with more people and and not just, co- you know, like, viewing other people's final work, you know, yeah. because that's it's so yeah. not, the final project is just s- such a tiny fraction of, like, what it took to get to Man. that thing, you know what I mean?
1: Um, okay, to close out, Ryan, any, what were, like, a lesson you learned from this experience?
2: Uh, don't be afraid to, like, burn it down in the middle. If it's not working, like, you still have, like, I think that, that, that idea that, like, you have three distinct phases of production for a very specific reason Mm -hmm. so that you can like, um, you know, production doesn't have to be perfect and you can still walk out with a, with a good product. Yeah. Post production as well or, or any of those things, you know, like I, I think, um, I think learning that like, yep, this isn't working like we thought it was, but that doesn't mean that like all is lost, I guess was a good takeaway for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I would say for me it's probably like um knowing who you have involved and why you have them involved. Mm. You know, even even like as it pertains to myself, like yeah. I created a treatment that um is not really who I am as a filmmaker. Right. And then I asked you to come in and approach deepening the project in a way that really wasn't who you were as a DP yeah and so I think we found ourselves like um in this identity crisis that I had like yeah, placed yeah. us in, and then we kind of like worked our way out of it and and were able to kind of like make something that i i'm I, yeah i am proud of um but at kind of <laughs> at the end of like you know figuring out that we can't just do I don't know. It's, I guess like knowing the strengths of like who you're bringing onto a project and like working those strengths as opposed to like always feeling like you can eat a challenge.
2: Yeah, totally. Still.
1: So, um, Christian, what did you learn from all of our insight?
0: <laughs> you know,
1: just did you, are you, um, did you sleep through that whole thing or?
0: Yeah. I kind of went and had dinner with my <laughs> wife. just
2: now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: Um, okay. Well, this has been fun guys. Nice absolutely. getting to um, virtually hang out.
2: Yes, absolutely. Jared, Jared,
0: how was this talk for you? How was this interview? Is it right?
2: I think it was more than all right. I would go so far as to say it was
1: pretty good, okay.
2: Good.
1: <laughs> what are you fishing for?
0: Good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two B's. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com.
0: Our show is produced by Will Meyer, and our good podcast logo was designed by Eric Hirchin. Also, you can find other fun stuff at GoodThePodcast.com.